1: Okay, we are live. Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates. On today's show, I have a very special guest. His name is Hervoye Morich. His name is spelled H-R-V-O-J-E. Last name M-O-R-I-C. He operates the Geopolitics and Empire podcast. The podcast is in the top 0.5% of podcasts in the world. Has great guests. Uh, It's about geopolitics, just like the title says. And I think he has a lot of episodes. You can check it out. uh, Basically covering international experts on international affairs and he also covers a lot of left and right people so you get a variety and he's also a host at tnt radio under his name the hervoye morich show and i've been on his show a couple times but wanted to have him on he's had great guests like people i've been following about this whole ukraine uh, conflict uh douglas MacGregor was on his show and has had other people who I'm not aware of, but just wanted to have him come over and share his thoughts, geopolitical thoughts about what's going on in this kind of uh, multipolar world, the shifting thing with kind of uh, Ukraine as the fulcrum point where all this uh, resources and interest is really taking place and leading to this kind of tectonic plate shift uh, post-World War II, post-third you know third millennium uh, happening. So I'm glad to have him here. So Hervoye, welcome to the show.
2: It's always great to be here. Your podcast also, I think it's in the top 0.5%. Uh, and, and, uh, I think by now, uh, my podcast, maybe should be called geopolitics and, and globalism. Globalism I just view is like a synonym for empire. Uh, anyways, because those seem to be my biggest uh, two focuses and yeah, I had McGregor on I had my last, My most recent guest was former Canadian forces, David Shkripats, who happens to be Croatian, Slovenian, and then, uh, uh, Moldovan politician, uh, a uh, friend of Alexander Dugin, uh, Yuri Roshka. Uh, but, and I thought maybe I'd just start with this comment that I just found uh, from this article just yeah. uh, just before Please we joined. Uh, Andrei Fursov, who is an intellectual force to be reckoned with. Um, I've emailed with him, tried to get him on, but he said he, you know, he's been super busy and he was kind enough even to reply. He speaks fluent English, but publishes mostly in Russian. He says he just published an article says, we are now living through a fantastic period in history such a dangerous, such a tense, such an interesting period as now. I mean, the period period of 1975 to 2025 has never happened. Now, the fate of the Western middle class, the capital system, capitalist system, and possibly the earth earthly civilization is being decided. So he's he's echoing what what, what you were just uh, telling me. So definitely, like we're this this is a hundred year storm, as I sometimes call it.
1: Right. And it's just this whole thing, like this conflict is taking place between these two power blocks, right? And Ukraine is it. So this so-called, it's really like the Ukrainian war, but it's really a proxy war. If we installed Zelensky and they're supporting him and propping up his whole country, it's kind of a a false proxy war. Like it's a pseudo proxy war. It's really our war. And it's kind of strange in other times, too, because even in World War II, they formally would say, we are declaring war against you but for the russians it's a special operation and for us it's just some kind of like uh we're propping up democracy which is a total farce uh in ukraine but uh it's strange days it's kind of like there it's not uh they're not willing to come out and formally set something in cement that we're in a, in a true war so how can this how did it get started how did it get floated into this situation and how can we get out of it
2: yeah, yeah, I think maybe you know. I think there are everything that we see on the surface. It's it's like a facade, and there are these hidden uh, agendas on all sides. And I think maybe, as you said, what they're hoping is they they can accomplish their hidden goals without going to full scale war. I think uh, both sides, which again, it has more to do with the reconfiguration of the global system and um i was reading an article from the russian new eastern outlook who says today's global geopolitics is more about great power competition than any other uh thing but uh you know i just can't stop harping on the whole uh for me everything boils down to globalism you know with the world government project that's what informs my view and regional uh integration and you know even dugan talks about this. He just posted on his Twitter something interesting where he's talking about uh, the idea of a multipolar world where the number of poles and civilizations are the same and that we will have a model with the presence of a regional universalism. Uh, He talks about the EU and integration and regionalism. So again, I don't really see him offering anything new or different so even the top thinkers in the east are on board with this regional globalism and so that that, you know basically at the heart of it i just feel like ukraine is being used to uh say whose is whose because up until now it's been kind of murky these territories here and there and now the eastern Bloc is they're gonna say okay this is ours this is gonna be ours the west like this is gonna be ours uh it's it's, it goes orwell wrote about it mckinder you know, a century ago, I'm just discovering. I, I got to actually read his full book. I'm going to purchase the physical. And he, he talked about this world government and regional based on regional unions. And so, and I, I sent you this article from Modern Diplomacy I found a year ago just unbelievable academic article where Xi Jinping, you know, this titled The Theory of Forming One World Government under the vision of Xi Jinping. And They talk about the way they're going to do this is base it on the European Union and form regional unions: Caribbean Union, Latin American Union, and so forth. And you see, in you know the your Putin and Nazarbayev's Eurasian Union was modeled on the EU. All these regional unions are modeled on the EU. And Bukele of El Salvador came out a few weeks ago saying, "Hey, let's integrate all seven Central American." nations into a Central American Union based on the EU. So I feel like a lot of what's going on in Ukraine has a lot to do with these globalist projects. And even the people that I interview, like Yuri Roshka, a Moldovan politician, who, who he told me, like, he knows Lukashenko, he's met Lukashenko, he's met all these people that Russia is not run by Putin. He's just the manager uh, trying to maintain the balance between the, 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 ol, the oligarchs, and the military establishment that, that, you know, the Russian deep state. So it's, it's not, it's nothing different from the West, you know? And so it's, it's these states uh, that are, it's it's basically a world of deep states that are all corrupt, run by oligarchs, um, unethical, uh, you know, oligarchs. And so that, that's how I kind of see it.
1: Right. But that's the way it is in China too. Right. So, I mean, that's definitely like uh you know, huge, wealthy guys that are supporting Xi Jinping. Like. Um, yeah, so, so it's this reformulating. It's like solving co- coagulant, right? So it's dissolution and reforming. But I, I think that Ukraine, like at some point it has to end. I think that people, it's just going to peter out and then that'll probably be it. Ukraine will be split, right? It'll be split like Korea or something where the West will control the areas around Kiev and then... Uh, russia maintains whatever it has now i mean don't you do you perceive that i mean i
2: i think uh i think the situation is in flux so like i i think there are scenarios out there now and then based on the decisions of the competing parties they can go in different ways uh you know and you know for example today i was in the morning i'm reading uh you know china from this close is stockpiling gold oil and food uh, so it's like they're pre- preparing for something. And it says Poland to deploy more troops to its eastern border and Russia to strengthen forces on its western border. And then uh, I think you sent me this note. You've got these projects, you know, Foreign Policy, which is a globalist mouthpiece published in March this year. It's time to bring back the Polish-Lithuanian Union. And then you've right. got these different projects. You know, this is from four years ago. The European Institute, you know, another globalist uh Uh, outlet says intermarium in the 21st century a new path uh for europe and then you look at the map it's got in this new regional construction it has both poland and ukraine and 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 eastern europe and so uh i think we might see borders shifting uh once again uh and, and then this could be related everyone's talking about the collapse of the eu and i for the life of me i couldn't find Uh, this amazing elite white paper that i found years ago i'm gonna have to find it it's not bookmarked which talked about how the eu was going to disintegrate in the 2030s and so uh and you see now all this money that's just they're taking all the money from the europeans maybe we can play this clip in a bit of this irish irishman che bows in in russia where all you know europe european people and americans we, we don't have money you know there's homeless people inflation uh and then all the they're taking all, all the western elites are giving all this money to ukraine you know uh why and then so maybe they're intentionally collapsing the eu in order to build it back better or reformulate it and maybe the eu will end up being like two parts the western eu supranational structure and then this intermarium you know as a result of the ukraine war so i don't know i, th- I feel like they have these different scenarios because they're having trouble building this world government you know there was an article that came out recently that i shared was fascinating um uh how in the 80s and 90s saddam hussein which was a western puppet attempted to create a middle eastern union literally and it failed i think assad especially pushed back against it maybe that's why they wanted to take him out and so you see how they don't have it's not as easy for them to do what they're trying to do
1: right and i mean this is the whole thing like we were talking in the pre-show a lot of these People have lands that have shifted, you know, for the last hundred years, shifting around this Polish-Lithuania project, I guess, is now something. Even I think even Putin mentioned something recently within the last month about how Stalin was so generous by giving Poland so much German land. And uh, so, you know, a lot of these Americans that may not, that certainly haven't seen it bandied about on the corporate media, they don't understand these kind of larger imperial conflicts and the readjusting of all of these uh, borders so many times in the in the you know last century or so even even past that and many empires that have dissolved right we talked about austria hungary uh even yugoslavia recently dissolved so these these you know it's it's kind of a a state of flux so the fact that we're involved in some war that many thousand miles away uh spending tons of money uh, incredible gargantuan sums of money is uh really really suspect like i would i would say that it's a huge waste like and it's almost like they, they should just figure it out themselves in a lot of ways that's that seems to be what happened after world war one and world war Two, right a, a theme that i'm yeah i mean
2: there's, there's shifts in the shifts and you know I, we had some friends in croatia and it was interesting to know um that w- one of our friends I mean, speaks Croatians, Croatian and tells me, I had no idea, like, you yeah, had no idea that she's actually Slovenian, you know, that she her people come from Slovenia but because of the borders shifting, Yugoslavia and, I mean, we know many people like that who are uh, Italians or Croatians because of shifting borders and even now you know, the EU is an empire as I see it and Croatia killing our own national currency and then becoming part of the Schengen region um, th- that's a border shift as well, um, right, yeah. but you know, I've been picking up a uh, uh, a trend among some of my guests on TNT Radio and my podcast that, um, as, as you're saying, this money that's going from the West to Ukraine, it, it almost seems like it's it's, I mean, it's weakening American Empire and the U.S. We're just giving all the money away and it's being taken by the ukrainian all you know corrupt laundering money i think so some of that money is going back to the crooks in washington to the ukrainian oligarchs and 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 beyond um it's a big black hole and then you're like then you think about so these people are just stealing money outright but i think it also the consequences it's making america weak and you know my guests are pointing out this trend now it's almost like they're they're preparing America for a future attack from the east, you
1: know. Interesting. Yeah, no, it's. I mean, we've been downgraded. We just had a Fitch downgrade to double A credit. So this is that's a disaster. Um, yeah, it's just incredible, and it really is a part of Ukraine is such an interesting part of our political landscape here in the states because that was the whole basis of the impeachment, right? And that was the whole thing, supposedly tit for tat that Biden had. Was we we're going to secure a loan and then my son works at your oil company doing what God only knows if he did any work. But he was the head of Burisma. But, uh, right. So, I mean, I've heard of the things that where Ukraine is just seen as almost like a money laundering site. I think there that was actually part of the FTX uh, fiasco was he was using it to launder through Ukraine using that money. And really I, prop I, up to the left, yeah.
2: I, I interviewed on my TNT show not long ago this Canadian Native American chief multi multi-millionaire and he just published a book on ukraine how he lost like millions in investments in in ukraine he was building some agricultural factory uh ronald uh, i think derrickson is his name grand chief ronald uh derrickson and yeah he was uh testifying like how absolutely corrupt the ukrainian government was because he was dealing with them at all levels and everyone just wanted to take everything that he had
1: i believe it yeah everybody's on the take there's corruption some of these weapons have ended up all over europe even in the cartels in mexico um you know americans to think that their money's being wasted like that and there's people like they're buying uh houses in the south of france or
0: shipping can make or break a sale so optimize how you ship your orders with ship station
1: and when he's not doing coke, he seems to be doing a good job getting richer and richer. I mean, now he's really just a puppet at front, man. And they saw, I think they saw that when they had the, the NATO meeting in Vilnius. I don't know if you followed that, but he was just looking like a total prop. Like he was dressed up in military fatigues. Like he went from dressed up in some kind of comedian, kind of stripper wear to a guy wearing fatigues with a, you know, coke problem.
2: Someone made a great meme where they stuck a, a a mop in his hand, so he literally looked like the janitor at the Vilnius wow. summit. But I thought I'd just mention I recently met a young Ukrainian uh, lady, a friend of a friend, and you know, great person, nothing bad to say about her. But we just broached the subject a bit, and she's very, very anti-Russian. You know, she, she's living abroad now, but uh, you know she's from Ukraine so it has a very anti russian sentiment and then i think she had lived in georgia but we we came to discussing and i mentioned the fact that we had the georgia this is just to get you know give an example of how ukrainian people think uh, which is kind of a microcosm and the georgia russia war in 2008 and when i said that georgia invaded russia first she got all like what And this is the thing, like there's the EU, so the EU actually has a report that says, yes, Georgia invaded first Russia. But even the Ukrainians themselves don't understand how. And I'm I'm trying to be about the, the facts. I'm not about Ukraine or Russia. The fact is Georgia, backed by NATO, was pushed to invade Russia. That's the fact, whether you like it or not. But then even the Ukrainians who are at the heart of this conflict don't understand these things. And I would say the same for me as Croatians and Serbians. Like in the war in Yugoslavia, we get caught up in a lot of emotion and national sentiment where we also don't realize that even our own nationalist leaders are uh, compromised and things are not as, as, as they're told. So we kind of got to get, get that emotion out of the way and look at the cold, hard facts. So even like Ukrainians who are there don't really understand what's going on some of them.
1: Right, and I'm not surprised. It's the same thing in the U.S. that we're being heavily propagandized here. They keep saying Putin's about to, ready to go down, and the Russians are going to collapse. But I'm looking at it, the, what's going on? I'm like, they're tearing it you up. They're tearing up every piece of equipment that's been sent in there. Uh, they're, <laughs> they've actually made military advancements. You've got this has benefited them because they've actually upgraded their military to a much more sophisticated drone-based military where they're not risking men and blowing things up, whereas the Ukrainians or whatever, the NATO-backed West, is just shoving all of these Ukrainian men into a meat grinder. And uh, it's incredible.
2: There's it a good article. Uh, I mean, say what you want. I, mean, I read Global Times. I read Foreign Policy. I read Russia Today. I read Washington Post. And on all of them, you'll find crap, and you'll also find good articles you know whether you like it or good reports of uh of of stuff and rt published an interesting um article from uh yesterday andrei sushentsov says the west really believes russia is on the verge of collapse this explains a lot of bad policy driven by propaganda endless fantasies about the country's weakness are making it more difficult to end the Ukraine conflict the ongoing western narrative that Russia is constantly on the verge of imminent collapse stems from the persistent perception that the state is vulnerable to internal combustion because of its perceived fragility vast territory and critical imbalances so i as you say i think that's not uh, if you just go down it's it's in the uh, you'll you'll see it in the center you would put Putin's face on i just go down a bit further if you scroll oh, there it is right there on okay. Uh so uh, i i think this is accurate myself having been to russia being able to compare with the western infrastructure um and then you, you we, we can play this two-minute clip from this irishman okay he, he explains okay. it really well in, in, in three this minutes
1: kind of thing. yeah let me let me turn this off i gotta just adjust the sound here but yeah no it's a fake perception it's like they're believing their own propaganda or something weird is going on like that like they actually believe their own baloney. All right, let me see if this will play.
3: Remarkable. The scale of resources yeah. that is required to do this kind of thing. I always have this
1: problem uh, doesn't play. The speakers, the speakers are
3: I mean, think about it. Think about this happening in your country.
1: Let me just pull. Let me just pull it up normally. Oh, it was playing. Yeah, yeah.
2: But he, he, he's doing good work, and he's pointing out how the West.
1: You know, it's how, a good how, article. I mean, it shows how much uh, we're wasting on this stuff. Let's see. Present... Yes.
2: But you know, his point is that uh, the West is falling apart.
1: And all right, let me know if you can hear this. S- yeah, I hear it. Scale
3: of resources that is required to do this kind of thing is remarkable. I mean, think about it. Think about this happening in your country. In my own, we can't seem to even build a, a metro line to the to the airport. All over Europe, infrastructure Projects are being put off, shelves. A lot of the money maybe has gone to Ukraine. A lot of the budgets for infrastructure, tens and tens of billions pumped into Ukraine, of course, for the proxy war. It's very difficult to build stuff like this. So maybe there's a more cynical element to the whole war in Ukraine failed politicians trying to find a reason to fail we had to give it all to Ukraine we had to stand with Ukraine despite the fact that they weren't with their own people we all know that and uh, the people of Europe who suffer the grim realities of failed government all know that so where did all the money come from? that's gone to Ukraine. But there wasn't money for schools, there wasn't money for hospitals, there wasn't money for other immigrants. There was no money to fund community programs in my country, there was no money for the disabled, no money for Irish homeless kids, no money for anything. There was tens of billions for Ukraine. Here in Russia, they're building vast infrastructure programs. And the people are immensely proud of it. They're immensely proud. The workers here, the scientists, the planners, the people, they're all involved at every level. They proudly, you know, celebrate their involvement in these huge projects. And I don't blame them. These are things to be really, really proud of as a nation. And it just defies this ludicrous narrative in the West that Russia is is isolated or Russia has, you know, is on its last legs. It's just so, so frustrating to hear it. Unbelievable. Unbelievable.
1: Yeah, I don't even know what that is. Is that a rocket launcher?
2: Yeah, I've got no idea either, but uh, I can't disagree with anything that you just said. So,
1: (laughs) is that a rocket launcher? Uh, No, I think it's probably something to do with building out. Oh, god, this is I don't, this is why I don't like this, this program. I can't find my uh. When I bounce in between these two things, they can't find my earbuds. Let me go. okay. Yeah. Chuck. Yeah. You can't hear me, huh? Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Can you hear me? Okay, good. I can't hear you.
2: Oh all right.
1: One, two, okay. check. Now I can oh, hear check. you. All right. See it, it it doesn't it doesn't adjust between the audio very well. Sorry. Yeah. But yeah, they look fine. What was that? A rocket launcher? What do you think that was?
2: I've got no uh, idea, but uh, I don't think it necessarily has to do with the military. It's probably just... It could be to build out uh, you know, energy plants or trains
1: or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, who knows? But it looked huge. They didn't they didn't look like they didn't look like they were hurting for money or or people or technicians or anything like that. But th- I think that's it. I mean they they believe the American West is believing their own lives. And it's just like Napoleon and Hitler. They had this they thought that the Russian people were gonna just crumble. They don't get it. They don't get it at all. Arrogance, and I think it's the march of folly and and hubris, right? These are kind of like classical, uh, you know, shortcomings. Uh, th- there
2: was a good point, a clip I caught from Syriana Analysis, Kevork Almazian, who's been a guest in my po- po- podcast recently, not long ago. And he made an important point. We're seeing uh, Ukrainian drone attacks within Russia now. Just recently, right, we saw uh, drones hit a- buildings in Moscow. I think uh, they hit a ship near the Krim Bridge, uh, right? Uh, and he was looking at this as a sign of weakness on the West. So the West is saying, oh, look how weak Russia is. They're getting attacked by these drones. But he flipped it around and he said, think about it. Uh, you're, you're sending these like little pot shots. They're like pot shots, right? Yeah. These little drones that don't do anything. That's kind of a sign of weakness. And all that's going to do is, as you say, heightened nationalist nationalist sentiment among russians so it's like a blowback effect like what, what what are they doing so you know i think he was spot on as well
1: i think they're right it's just like this is this war is uh not well conducted by the west and i think it shows a lot of weakness like it shows american weakness like not being able to effectively penetrate the the three tiers of the russian defensive system like that nobody's none of these uh this counteroffensive offensive has even worked so it's uh but
2: i think there are other factors at play as well that both sides you know they, they want to eventually develop skynet you know um ai stuff and so all, everyone's using this war to develop these capacities i was reading how the chinese pla just uh announced have they've created drone swarms drones that can auto correct and self-repair Wow. skynet is becoming self-aware and so you you know now drones are being brought in uh drone swarms we've seen all those videos of how drones can then be i mean th- they can just get smaller and smaller and then they can have all sorts of weapons attached to them uh poisons uh yeah viruses grenades contagious, yeah. Contagious yeah. diseases vi- viruses uh you, you know even bullets and the, think about it some future point when this once this is all developed at mass scale they can be used by governments against their own populations and if we live in this sci-fi dystopia so if you dissent um they just send the drone or, or just kamikaze you know they they're so cheap now they can just or we're going to kamikaze this citizen uh or you know they 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 they'll, they'll fire a shot right directly into your head you know it'll it's like black mirror um and they they're, they're, they're developing i mean autonomous ai Blackhawk helicopters um like tanks and even these smaller, uh, mini sort of tanks and, and, and vehicles. So I feel like this is what they're doing. And we might have a few crazies. Uh, I don't know if you mentioned Oppenheimer. I haven't seen the movie yet, but, and Patrick McFarlane, uh, who's related to I think the libertarian Institute, he's on my show tomorrow. He just, he produced a fascinating 40 minute documentary on the truth about Oppenheimer. He was recently on James Corbett's program, I think to talk about it, but, um, Maybe we've got a few crazies in the West to th- they do want to launch a nuclear war or a limited nuclear war. Um, there was a book that I bought that never arrived, it's like 70 bucks. I'm gonna have to try to buy it again. It was an academic book from the 1980s. I keep mentioning this, where the guy talks about world government and he says, One scenario is where the elites carry out a limited, you know, third world war that hits certain regions of the world and you know kills a bunch of people in those regions so it seems like they don't want to go full they, they want to go just as far as they can before going to all out what war and so his, his idea was that they would you know maybe maybe a few nukes are lobbed into some western cities and then into an eastern city that that would create enough sentiment um yeah that's the documentary uh and so patrick mcfarlane will be on my show um tomorrow Thanks. on tnt radio he's been on before and so they would maybe create enough sentiment among the world population to finally relinquish the last vestiges of sovereignty and accept world government so i i could see you know even one scenario i what do you think about escalation i don't know
1: i think it's possible i mean i i hope it doesn't escalate but yeah i mean i think that the, uh, Russia could be emboldened by this whole thing because they're winning, right? They're, they're winning on the ground, so they can probably feel like they might actually be able to do other stuff, like after World War II, you know, the Iron Curtain, right? So Stalin took that land and then kept it. So maybe something like that would happen. Maybe they, they might do something on their border. I don't know. But I think that this new revolution in military affairs is pretty scary. The drone attacks, uh, I mean the U S is not afraid to drone strike people. So, uh, it's kind of interesting that those, those drones have the West's drones. Haven't really seemed to be, apl- uh, applied to Ukraine as much as they have to the middle East. Like I think, well, how many drone strikes did Obama do like 10,000 or something like that?
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, they, they, are, I guess they're not being used as much, but, um, uh, yeah, I don't
1: know. Maybe they don't have that, the, the link or whatever. Maybe uh, Musk's link doesn't work there. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that it's uh, the future is very perilous. So I, 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 I can't imagine some of these guys not wanting to be tempted to use those kind of strikes. I did find it interesting when I was doing research for this that Kennan, who really was the kind of primary uh, analyst for kind of looking at Russia and wrote very important papers, Worked with a, for Oppenheimer, hired him at the what, Institute for Advanced Study at Princeton after World War II. So I thought that was an interesting connection, and I think Oppenheimer is relevant right now. Like there, there's all kinds of nuclear brinkmanship going on associated with this war. So that risk is is there. It's I mean, even when it started, in what February last year, uh, Putin in his public announcement said, all of our nuclear assets are on full alert. Right. So that was part of.
2: But it's it's the it's threat. also fascinating. We we know how Hollywood is, is just an arm of the military industrial complex, and they for they usually it's uh predictive programming. So you know it's also why is the Oppenheimer movie coming out now? It's almost like maybe they're telegraphing their intent, you know. It's like I had a Saudi Arabian classmate in Geneva who said uh, if you want to know what's going to happen in the future, just watch Hollywood movies. And so you saw in the 80s and 90s, you know, Chuck Norris and Delta Force and all these movies telegraphing Middle Eastern Arab Muslim terrorists. And that wasn't, you know, really the, the thing in the 80s or 90s. And then, you know, a few years past 9 11, right? And so it's like, you know, with the alien movies, now it's the alien UFO psyop. And then now it's, you know, Oppenheimer and all these atomic, uh, you know, um, nuclear bomb, or we know we, we, with the pandemic, we saw the whole contagion. I just finished right, watching right. Utopia with John Cusack, filmed in 2018 and um, 2018, and then shown in 2020. And it directly mirrors what we just went through. I'm like, come on, you know? And then so, right,
1: so, so it, they laid it out.
2: It could be something. You know, maybe it's a signal that they might be might want to use at least tactical uh, mini nukes. So I don't know.
1: Well, I mean, I, the, my understanding is that they were deployed in the invasion into Iraq, but they kept it real quiet. Like they were having a problem with the uh, the airport in Baghdad, and they mini nuked it, which uh, you know. In, we can talk about 9-11, too. Uh, there might have been some. There was a lot of energy expended during 9-11. Energy outside of the realm of what would be uh, involved with two planes hitting uh, two, two towers. So going to leave it at that. But
2: Yeah, I've heard that theory. Is it
1: Judy Wood, I think? Judy Wood, well, I think maybe. I mean, but they had, like, at the, the bottom of the Twin Towers, there was, like, there was metal. Like, there was literally molten they had to pour water from uh, one of the rivers yeah. to like, shut it down. Where did that, all that energy come from? But yeah, Judy Wood is uh, where did the towers go?
2: Directed energy and stuff like that. And But going back to the nuclear stuff, again, if you look at the U.S. keeps sending nuclear-capable strategic bombers all over the place to the Middle East, uh, um, just uh, on the borders of, with Iran. Uh, they sent for the first time ever to the Solomon Islands, I think, recently nuclear-capable strategic bombers, like B-52s, yeah. for the first time ever to Sweden recently. So it's like, and, and there, there was, some, just a couple months back, it was almost like uh, they did a dry run. They had one of these nuclear-capable strategic bombers, I think B-52, I was going towards St. Petersburg, and then right before getting to it, just goes straight down in the Baltics. Uh, and it's, it's almost like they were practicing for nuking St. Petersburg. I mean, it's pretty crazy.
1: That's crazy it's not even funny you know i mean there was a there was almost like in the last uh, missile crisis in 61 i think one of these submarine captains got something that's like go nuke you know nuke uh florida but he ignored the order it turned out to be fake but we were that close to uh starting a conflagration like people have people should have like a little bit of like uh fear in the back of their minds like something bad like that could happen just a a misstatement or anything like that, especially like when you have two lunatics like Biden and and Harris in office, like God only knows what goes on in those briefing meetings, you know?
2: Yeah. I I see you got utopia. You're not on YouTube anymore. Are you?
1: (sighs) That's a long story. Yeah. I, I got kicked (laughs) off. Then I got kicked back on and then I can't get into my one channel. And then they let me back on. Then I got a strike. So. Am I
2: I allowed to talk about unorthodox stuff related to COVID? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so the thing is, like, shocking, just on the utopia point, I mean, it's unbelievable. So I first noticed, just at the beginning of the month, like a week or two ago, first an article popped out that in Florida, like, you know, leprosy. Leprosy has basically been, like, eliminated. But now they're seeing an unprecedented rise in leprosy in Florida. And then scrolling the daily news in Mexico, Spanish, I find a story that says, in Mexico now... Leprosy is on the rise. And then a a PubMed scientific article published August 4th, five a couple days ago, says COVID 19 vaccines can cause
0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
2: Leprosy. They have found um, cases now. So the vaccines causing leprosy, you're seeing rise in leprosy. So uh, it just goes back to that Utopia film where the whole plot was they faked the pandemic. There was no real pandemic. There were people getting something, and it was being seeded. So this uh, you know, big pharma globalist group was going around seeding this disease, and people were getting sick with something, but it wasn't like a natural sort of virus. And then people wanted the demanded through the media operation, people demanded vaccines, which happened with COVID. And then in the vaccines were sterilants, uh, basically, was a depopulation wow. uh, project. And it's like, Incredible. Well, look what's happening now. You know? Right. <laughs> People dropping dead from heart attacks and and getting leprosy and myocarditis, all kinds of crazy. Uh, guillain It's just, <laughs> it's know.
1: just the whole list. It's just a, it's just poison to all different types of your body. I mean, they're just calling it long COVID, but it's everything. And then the birth rate is going down. Everywhere the birth rate is declining. So that's exactly utopia. So
2: yeah. they projected what they're gonna do. So it's like follow the Hollywood uh, movies. You know, is
1: Oppenheimer a sign of things to come? I hope not. I hope not. Gosh, I don't the, the more I just see the news, I gotta go become a hermit. I'm trying to figure out where to where to bug out to. I gotta get my bug out bag and I gotta go somewhere. I'm not telling anybody where I'm going either. I actually had an old friend of my kind of fringe Christian. Uh, you know, that's where really where I started out was uh doing interviews on kind of non you know big Christian shows. But one of my friends literally bugged out in California and doesn't doesn't tell anybody where he is (laughs) in the 10 years that I started. So, like, my first interview was what 2010? So, in that in the time to now, he's literally somewhere in like central uh, California where he doesn't, he will not tell people where he is.
2: So if you want to meet up, you, he'll 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 just appear in L.A. Uh, <laughs> something like that. Like a we can meet at
1: designated designated spot. Yeah. There's
2: there's an interesting guy that uh, I should have on my TNT Radio soon. I caught him on James Kunstler's podcast, and I've interviewed Kunstler, who does fascinating work. And this, you just type his pseudonym in. Well, I forget his real name. Ray, uh, something. But C Gypsy Tribe. So he's got a blog and books. And his thesis is he knows all about the economic collapse and the World War and all this. So he lives on a sailboat, on the the boat, and he doesn't live on land. And and I guess there's a tribe of people, uh, people who are into this uh, sort of sea prepping. And his thesis, I guess, is that all kinds of crazy stuff can happen on land, economic collapse. And like in Mexico, you know, cartels and, and the U.S. you'll have you know roving gangs and you can just hop on a boat and pull away from land and then you're 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 safe and go to another location and i i think i wouldn't go that far but i would prefer actually to be near to the sea or the ocean uh you know and and then that way i have the option where if things are getting bad on land uh, i'm close to the sea so i could just you know hop on a boat and go somewhere uh, or just pull away for a moment and then come back when things calm down so, you know stuff like that it's not a bad idea
1: it's not a bad idea it's not a bad idea at all i mean i think that people are starting to like get into networks like I've actually been at in conversations with family members and relatives talking about getting a compound together like legit co- legit conversations not like you know uh, something that is not being you know like they're sober like literal sober conversations like that so uh you know I think a lot of more people are thinking like that than maybe they did before prepping and prepping doesn't sound seem to be I mean some of these cities are really going down I mean this I'm kind of off topic but I was in L.A. a couple of days ago, and the whole city smelled like a homeless encampment. Like, the whole city smelled like it. It didn't, like, you drove by and saw a homeless. It smelled like,
2: whoa,
1: yeah, it, it, I've, never had, I've never had that. And then I was in San Francisco last month, and it looked like a neutron bomb like dropped. Like, it used to be a thriving city and, you know, small shops. Shop, it was kind of a city of shopkeepers in a lot of ways. Just all boarded up, though. The Union's. Square, which is a thriving kind of shopping district. It's terrible.
2: Just to add to that, so recently I hung out with a friend here, a Mexican friend, and he had gone to California his first time ever in the U.S. uh, to visit family. And, uh, you know, he knows, like, we share the same perspective. We read all this stuff online about what, what you're saying, homeless encampments and all this stuff. And so he went there, boots on the ground, and he told me, he was like Mexican in California, in America, first time. He was shocked. And he uses the term social violence. He says he's never seen, he can't imagine this level of social violence. And he says, we don't even have that in Mexico. Like it doesn't exist. This this level of homelessness, and he as he calls the shows of social violence where people in mass living on the streets, like you don't have that in Mexico. People at least have homes. They live somewhere, they've they've got families. In America, it's like right. there's no more families. It's all broken up, uh, the cost of living, and you're, you're out on the street. And it's just more I, – when I went, to, I went to Texas for the first time recently, just going from the airport to the hotel, I, I was like, on the highways. I saw uh, wow. homeless encampments. Like I'd never seen that before. You, you don't see that in other countries. Like I've lived in Kazakhstan. I don't have that. In Mexico, no. Uh, in Croatia,
1: no. In America, yeah, you know. It's just common. People, have, uh, the frog has been boiled. We are literally upside down. They're used to just seeing that uh, desolation. It's off the charts. I mean, the the stuff in LA is just like, I mean, unsolvable. The politicians are unable to solve it. And uh, it's just a total catastrophe. And it's really, yeah. The cities, the once kind of safe cities are becoming unsafe. Like Santa Monica used to be like a really no-go zone. But when they had those riots in 2020... They took a lot of those businesses out. You know, they couldn't restock or anything, so they're not back. And some of the more uh, formerly safe cities are getting robberies and all kinds of stuff. Really bad.
2: Yeah, when I went back to Chicago recently, I was kind of like more paranoid and just buying groceries near my home. And um, some white dude, you know, some like kind of like white trash dude, older dude, you know, tattooed up, just stinky. Uh, just he looked like up to no he gets off the bus and he starts talking to me like like you want something for me and i i think i almost i think the bus was staying there for a while i think they were giving him a ticket like he hadn't paid or something like so you know just bad vibes and i just quickly walked away like i don't want to get cut up in any of this stuff and um yeah it's, it seems like it's getting worse and worse but that's part of this decline of of, of the right. west many people are now talking about it and that's why the east is rising the west is declining and you know
1: yeah, no, it's definitely a decline of the West. The major cities in the U.S. are all declining, have declined significantly. So it's a, it's, it's an embarrassing, it's a shame, and it's what's going to happen. It's like, like they have to change structurally so many things to get it back that I don't see it like stopping and turning around. You have to get rid of the bad prosecutors, the bad administrators, bad mayors. Uh, you know, you have to do so much stuff to encourage people back and. Have them invest like how you'd be insane to invest in some of these cities in san francisco you'd be totally insane you just get totally robbed and no, no cop will show up so um it's uh there's going to be a lot more vigilantism too no question mm-hmm. about it so <clears throat> yeah i mean is there anything you'd like to add i mean we kind of covered we're kind of off the old you know ukraine thing but i don't i don't I, I think it has to come to an end i think the west has to just throw in the towel because I think if the if the conflict continues, it'll just show even more starkly the decline of the West, how weak it is. That it really couldn't it couldn't achieve its objectives of like crushing Russia. It did the opposite. Would you agree with that? Maybe that is part of the plan,
2: by hook or by crook, on. to show uh, maybe because our Western leaders are just total clown, incompetent freaks, and so it is that classic decline. Where you've got Nero's at you know right. at the head of the at the helm, dog kings as Biden uh, some you know talk about um, this idea where in the past uh, when it, when your nation or empire is conquered, the the conqueror puts some total clown as the head of your conquered nation just to uh, you know sort of like uh, as a way of shaming you and keeping you in uh, check. Sure. Um, so it could be part of this classic decline uh or, or again our, our we know for sure our western leaders are foreign agents they're not working for american you know canadian european interests just like che Bow said we know that for sure that's a fact so either they're just out for themselves and collapsing our countries or you know they're working for the globalists or some foreign uh interests but yeah, I also, I, I'm not as secure as some other analysts out there who are saying, you know, this is going to happen. And a lot of their, you know, even Colonel, Colonel McGregor's projections, not all of them have come to pass, you know. And so we kind of have to go back and fact check Scott Ritter's and Colonel McGregor's, uh, they all haven't come to pass and some have been wrong. And, you know, we could see, see, like I said, an escalation and expansion of the war with Wagner in Belarus uh, movements around uh Poland Kaliningrad the Suwalki, Suwalki gap uh and so forth you know there could definitely be an expansion I, I hope this all dies down um but i think it's up to both sides they're making deals like some of my guests like nikola mikovic and rolo Slavski, say you know east and west uh, behind the scenes they're making deals between you know their oligarchs and stuff and who's going to get what so if if someone's not happy maybe there there will be <laughs> <laughs> expansion of the war wow yeah
1: well i hope not i hope those cooler heads prevail but they're they're not cooler heads we have dog clowns right now as the head of the u.s these are the worst leaders we've ever had the administration is a complete joke and uh yeah so i i just it's just like it's like you're in the back of the car and you have a kind of a crazy person uh driving.
0: it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win A a hand clapper, a high-fiver. I kind of like the high-five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Having the car, you know, it's like,
1: that's the way it feels. Be
2: but it's, it's unprecedented. Like, I've never look at any point of american history you've never had anything like the biden administration and even the trump administration i mean he's, he's a bit clowny as well trump yeah, i mean re- yeah, yeah. Re- or, um, reality show guy uh but still i think the biden and biden i mean it's just like next level clown world
1: you know yeah you kamala just... harris
2: have you seen where she says the the that line the un- unburdened you know what I'm talking about?
1: Oh, there's so many. She's got like a full reel. But my favorite, what? What's the unburdened? It.
2: Yeah, I I can't uh, find it, but like, uh, she uses this phrase, the sentence. And she just repeats it. It Doesn't even make any sense. Like she's an idiotic, uh, like a robot. Uh, no, um, my favorite would, unburdened was unburdened by what has been. So she keeps saying, right. unburdened
1: by what has been. Like what? My favorite was when she was in Poland. And, like, talking about Russia. Russia's a big country. We're over here in a smaller country. They're in the east. We're in the west. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Like, what's the opposite of gravitas? Like, if you have these, like, old, you know, diplomats who are serious and convey the, you know, the impact and importance of what they're saying. She's the opposite of that. Like, I don't even know what is clown world, I guess. wow. 81 million votes. They were the most popular, the most popular duo in American history. Really incredible.
2: Yeah. And, you know, just uh, you have that article queued up. And I think for me, this is the thing. Uh, This topic, uh, I just one of my listeners shared this on my telegram uh, on from Unheard the West and China share the same fate. I interviewed the director of the European Council on Foreign Relations, uh, Mark Leonard. And they're financed by Soros um, a couple years back. And he was talking about this, how China and the West are converging. And now you have this fantastic article, which basically uh, on on my Telegram, I usually summarize the the best excerpts of these uh, articles. And I'm trying to pull it up where he says that China and U.S. are not diverging, but becoming more alike with both superpowers converging on the same not yet fully realized system of technocratic managerial governance, a total techno uh, state. So you've got this guy saying this, as I mentioned previously, Professor William Robinson, leftist, realizing the same thing. Um, Russian Moldovan, politician, the former Moldovan politician Yuri Roshka, who said initially he was supporting, as he calls it, the collective Kremlin, but then he saw all these red flags in Putin and the Kremlin, and they're acting as if they are part of the liberal uh, globalist West. Uh, and then, you know, he, he says there's no, there's only one global power center. There is no multipolarity. It's only, you know, we saw with the COVID. He uses COVID as the, the example how all governments, Russia, China, the West, follow the directions of the single global power center, you know, through the WHO and all, all of them, WEF, WHO, UN, Gates Foundation, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, for me, this is the thing that we are globally going into this techno tyranny. And it doesn't matter whether it's China, Russia, Mexico, U.S. Like here in Mexico, they just unveiled Plan Diablo, as I call it, Plan Angel, Plan Angel, where they want to roll out. They literally said that the, the, the foreign minister, Eberard was saying, we're going to roll out facial recognition nationwide, morphological detection. So we know just by your body who you are, vehicle tracking nationwide, drone tracking. All based on an ecosystem of artificial intelligence, isn't that fantastic?
1: So. Terrifying! That's so terrifying. Like, who's who's paying him to do that? Like, what's the incentive? There has to be somebody puppeteering somebody. Like, why would he want total control? Is he going to take power or something through the AI? Oh. And I, when he announced that, like, I know when I like, I know these people; these politicians are just
2: morons. They don't—they're not coming up with anything. They're just when I saw him present that. What you just said, that was the first thing that came to mind. He's a used car salesman. Salesman. He's yeah. a globalist used car salesman. And then Bukele, who was supposed to be anti-system, he comes out and says, let's create an EU in Central America. So these guys are all uh, – they're being handed these uh, projects, and then their job is just to sell it. They, they don't so have any people, of right. their own agency or, or, or ideas. They're just you know, paid. It's incredible.
1: Yeah. Right, and it's just like that Canada, Australia – New Zealand. I mean, these guys aren't alone. So, it, really, something is going on behind the curtain where these guys are puppeteered, blackmailed. I have no idea, bribed, something where they're just they've lost all kind of their notion of civic duty to their fellow fellow people. Because no, they would never op- operate that because it's just a huge system of the control, to make people miserable. Like once those are in place too, then it's like, well, you know, we got a guy who's doing a podcast. He's a real problem, <laughs> and then so. They're just going to pull a number, you know. They could just do something. Just like you said, drone strike you or find we got something. we this
2: William Ramsey in L.A. Let's make it look like an accident. Uh, he got <laughs> knifed by a homeless guy or sure. a drone just exploded. Or, you know, the, the WorldCoin thing. Like, people scanning their eyeballs. In Mexico City, it's happening. Right. It's Incredible. everywhere now. Incredible. It's like, imagine you sign up. Like, okay, I want to sign up the WorldCoin. They send, uh, uh, what do you call it? The orb drone right out your window. And you just... your head out the window scan your eye and you're you're in i found and i found i read biometric update and reclaim the net those are two fundamental sources and just this week rwanda i'm reading every day now they're rolling out mandatory digital id in all countries kenya like if you know africa rwanda philippines everywhere mexico In their rwanda it said they openly said mainstream news they said if you if you have digital id you have access to public services if you don't have, if you if you're not going to have digital ID, you won't. You'll be excluded. That's literally like Book of Revelation. Like if you have the yeah. mark of the beast, you can buy or sell. If you don't, you cannot buy or sell. So they're literally saying that if you if you if you don't have digital ID, you cannot get access to public or eventually private uh, services. You know. Incredible.
1: I just saw that they put up one of those Amazon um, stores here. That's fully biometric yeah, and palm no palm and Amazon don't, one, palm. yeah there's nobody in there it's just you it's just trust they'll just film you and you can take what you want and then you just bust out of there it's incredible so like that's really scary like it's yeah we're going to be totally they're going to take human beings and just uh separate them from kind of landed survival that that people did for thousands of years like they're just going to turn you into a a cog just a I'm running for the hills and, yeah, uh, and, yeah. A, and a sailboat. Yeah, I hear you. I'm not telling anybody where I'm going either, though, just like my buddy.
2: I don't but, even uh, know where I'm going, but I'll be going uh, somewhere.
1: <laughs> I, have some, I have some ideas. Um, and we can talk about those offline. Uh, Where can people find your telegram?
2: Yeah, I mean, if you just go to geopoliticsandempire.com and the way at the bottom, there's like 20 links to all of the socials. Uh, You'll find the Twitter, the Telegram, the five... Okay video platforms uh, or it's just that they type in geopolitics and Empire it's geopolitics there it is it's it's geopolitics okay. and Empire uh, it's in the, ad- the the address bar gotcha. geopolitics there are Can imposters you- so I just discovered uh, there's an imposter geopolitics and Empire Rumble channel and they've been commenting I did an interview with Richard gage formerly of architects and engineers for 9/11 and this fake geopolitics and Empire Rumble channel commented on my real geopolitics and Empire channel telling other listeners to email them to ask about the 9-11 theory about the nukes on like, what is going on and then they're posting in my channel like they're trying to scam people and they'll post links and i guess that have malware and then later they'll ask you for oh, money and the scam so this is it's getting out of
1: control kind okay, of control yeah some it might even be an ai bot who would even know like you could probably unleash ai bots on some of these it's it's websites. the and like it's it's the nato
2: information operations
1: wouldn't be surprised. You have a lot of info on their photos, videos, files. I'm posting
2: links. daily. I mean, this is my like personal curated feed—the stuff that I basically, what I'm looking at that I think is interesting. And people will say, "Why you post this? Why you post that?" And then I'm like, "I, you know, Soundgarden. My keep it off my wave. This is my wave. You don't like it? Start your own.
1: Uh, you know, I don't care." because but the, you you the, found the others there's twelve thousand subscribers so you've definitely found the others and then the links from that geopolitics and empire you can see the, see the tnt radio yeah. show and then they can contact you through the website uh this website right the geopolitics my, my empire,
2: website right? yeah or on, on twitter
1: they can dm me or whatever all right and you're putting out a lot of shows like tnt you have to put out three shows a day right two two shows a day, two yeah. shows that's good yeah well that's that's a lot it's still a lot <laughs> two shows a day
2: yeah plus but, podcasts uh when staying I get busy time. that's
1: good as long as you're you're kind of still free and independent you know i don't know for how much longer
2: nobody knows you know until yeah. until you the only way to access the internet that's what the world coin sam altman said you're gonna have to have a digital id to verify uh, who you are uh to access the internet i guess to verify that digital id you're gonna to have to scan your eyeballs so i don't know how long uh
1: <laughs> yeah, how much longer you have i'm not doing it i'm not going that route i don't want any part of that no way i want to stay free and like t- tomorrow is when the fifth circuit uh hears about uh missouri v. B- B- biden right so it went up to the fifth circuit it'll be interesting to see whether how much of the censorship was going on because the stay the injunction was permitted july 4th right so then it got temporary held. So now it's going to the Fifth Circuit. So tomorrow will be very interesting about whether online uh, First Amendment rights are still in existence without I mean, meddling yeah. by the government. Really, that's really what it is. The government's taking away your, your um, First Amendment rights. Yeah.
2: yeah, I'm not as optimistic. I mean, we see these small victories, as you mentioned, but then uh, we, we don't see anything happening. You know, they're taking Trump away. They're taking, you know... We got these senators that speak well, but then at the end of the day, the the system wins. You know, the whole intelligence right. agency apparatus, DHS, CISA, all this stuff is
1: just you know they have incredible power. They have these administrative groups are now more powerful than like maybe even the president. I think that Fauci was more powerful than Trump, at least on domestic policy during the Trump administration. I think there's, I could probably win that argument.
2: I, i've got behind me the fauci elf have you
1: seen it no i need to see it though you can <clears throat> hear it listen listen
3: oh, saw it
1: that's funny the uh when fauci was deposed uh for this case for the missouri v biden uh somebody who was suing him was there and called him a karen <laughs> she said that he was the original karen <laughs> that he was whining and somebody sneezed and then he got up upset oh wow yeah, that's actually kind of creepy. Um, but the kicker is, is when they deposed him, the attorney had a copy of Robert F. Kennedy's uh, The Real Anthony Fauci on the desk so that he could see it. It's a little bit of a, like psychological warfare.
2: Yeah, that's good. I got the the book. I haven't got the new one with the red cover on Wuhan. That looks no, interesting. That. Yeah.
1: yeah, interesting stuff, man. Well, thanks so much for your time, Hervorier, Morich, and Geopolitics and Empire. And then you can catch his shows and links to TNT radio. And I will put links up to everything, including his telegraph channel, telegram channel. So thanks so much for your time.
2: Always happy to be on. Let me know anytime, happy to jump on. I should get you back on my programs yeah. soon as well. So
1: anytime, anytime. Man.
2: Stay there.
3: With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.